Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Online and on DAB Digital Radio, Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2. Hello and welcome to Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2. Well, where do we start? And Talk Sports won the rights to bring you exclusive radio coverage of England's forthcoming cricket tours of Sri Lanka and the West Indies. It's the first time that the BBC's lost the rights for an entire England tour to a commercial broadcaster since 2005. The tour of Sri Lanka begins in October and we will bring you a ball-by-ball coverage of all the test matches, ODIs and T20 internationals. The art of cricket commentary. What works, what doesn't and who was the best? That light roller would have about as much of an effect as a couple of koala bears doing the part of dirt. What a week it's been, and 24 hours after Talk Sports' big news came another massive development. 100 ball cricket, anyone? What's wrong with 120? Well, one man we won't be hearing commentate this summer is Ed Smith, named England's new national selector. But what will he bring to the role that we haven't seen before? So plenty to get our teeth stuck into this week, plus an IPL and county cricket roundup. You're listening to Darren Goss Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. As usual, my partner in crime, Johnny Nommer. Mate, so we have been together. What have we done? We've done some, some serious tours, but there are some equally serious ones coming up. We've done World Cup... In South Africa, remember wow. the tattoo? Yeah. Uh, we've done World Cup in football, this is in Brazil. Yeah. European well, Championships, Poland and Ukraine. Poland and Ukraine. We were in uh, Australia, 2010 yep. 11 in, where was that? Perth. Perth. Me, yes, Perth, yeah. Yes, yeah, forgot Me, about that. Me and KP and David Saker and uh, KP's the... and Mrs. having a, a well, nice drink up. Well, that was the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast. Well, it was. With Ronnie with... Arani, live from Perth. <laughs> and right. I was the special guest. <laughs> um, <laughs> and now we've got Sri Lanka and the Caribbean. Looking forward to it. A uh, real um, 
Took me by surprise, actually, because I joined the station, what, eight years ago? No, longer. Was it? 2009, no. because the first summer, me and you, talking about us on tour, we took in the glorious sights of Headingley, Edgbaston, <laughs> we were at Lords and the Oval, we did uh, the Ashes. 2009 yeah. Ashes. That was your first gig on TalkSport. Oh, dear me. Well, it is frightening then. Well, I've nearly got a benefit then, so that's 10 years. And I think I joined it, and, and I needed a break from cricket, right? And football's always been my first love, and I got into football. And like I said, I've been lucky enough to go to World Cups, uh, football, European Championships. I've seen TalkSport develop as a station. I've seen them take on NFL. I've seen them take on darts, which they did brilliantly. Now going big into boxing. Mm. But I always felt deep down, where's the cricket? Where's the cricket? Yeah, we do updates on what's going on yeah. at the very, very with, well with Johnny Norman. Uh, but I, I, I thought, surely eventually cricket's going to come to the party. And it did. Mm. Totally surprised me. The tour to Sri Lanka to start with, which really looking forward to. It's a brilliant place to go. Um, and of course, the Caribbean. What better place to go and watch cricket? Oh, go and work yes, while watching of course. cricket. Of course. <laughs> Um, were you surprised by the reaction on social media or was it exactly what you thought it would be? Well, of, of course, listen, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say I've never listened uh, to Smash Special. Um, Cricket is a, it's a small world as well, isn't yeah, it? When you work small... in it, you, we know all those guys and gals. It's, um, yeah. it's not just about a rival organisation. It's something we all grew up listening mm. to. We still listen to, uh, very much enjoy. Um, and we know the people as well. So it's a it's a curious position to find ourselves in, but a, a huge challenge. Um, and we know that we've got to get it right. Of course. Um, and let's say I've been, been listening for years and years since I was a little kid. And uh, there's been some fantastic uh, commentators down down the years. And it's good. To, it's a good listen. Um, you like some of them. You don't like others. Mm. Um, and it's going to be an hard act to follow. Um but it's like anything. When 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 you have change, people react to it. Tend to react to it in different ways. I mean, look at the way um, we've reacted to underball cricket going well. forward. We'll talk about that later. But look at the way we've reacted to that. So a change when it's the commentary, which everybody's been used to for year after year after year. What's he done? Thirteen years on the bounce now. Mm. Thirteen years on the bounce. Winter tours. Now Talksport have got an opportunity, and we've got some big boots to fill. But we're going to get, we've got, we've got definitely got the personnel who can do it justice. Do you know what? The first time I ever listened to TalkSport was 2003-04 when TalkSport had the rights to the West Indies series. And there was me with my little transistor radio working in local radio was up north. Was that Cowdery? Chris Cowdery, yeah. I think. Jack Bannister. Boykes? The Boykes did Boycott, there? I think. I know Tony Gregg was involved in and around then. Mm. Um... Yeah, I mean, look, that's that is the thing. Is we've done it before. We'll do it again. The world will continue on its axis. But what about you as a as a youngster growing up or as a player? I mean, did you have favorite? Like, I suppose for all journalists, you'll be able to. We'll be able to reel off the names that we used to listen to. It's been part of why we ended up doing what we're doing now. Apart from the fact that we couldn't battle bowl to a good standard. Mm. But did you ever? Have any favourites, either on TV or in radio? Um, if we're going to be really honest, I think Richie Benno is hard to, to go past. I think you you grow up on your screens, um, yeah, yeah. listening, uh, watching him and listening to him on uh, television. So he has to really go down as a favourite. But obviously, being a Yorkshireman, I'm a massive fan of Geoffrey Boycott. Mm. I think he, he explains and gives an honest opinion. He'll upset a few, but I think he, he explains what's going on to the layman out there. 
don't make it complicated. He makes it simple, honest, sometimes brutal. Mm. People don't like it. Uh, but that's the Yorkshire in him, unfortunately, and it's never going to be able to stop that. Well, the thing with Boyks as well is we know, a bit like you actually, you are, and he is, exactly the same off air. Oh, as yeah, he is exactly on so. air. Oh, know, yeah, it doesn't def- change. No, not at all. And, and that's why I'm hoping um, I can do. I mean, um, I can be brutal at times. I'm passionate. Um, I, I want England to do well. And now I've got an opportunity, like I said, to, to work within cricket um, and go back to Sri Lanka. What a beautiful country, by the way. Um, some great venues in Gaul. Um, I mean, some of the things that have happened there over the years, other than cricket, we remember the tsunami. Um, what it did to that ground, the way the people have come together and recovered from it, uh, the fort there at the top, it's an absolutely, well, it was a lifesaver for so many people yeah. in Gaul. Then you go down to Candy, uh, but I've got great memories of Candy, I really, really have. Um, I got man of the match there uh, way back in 2001 when we uh, beat Sri Lanka, I got nine wickets in, in the, I think it was nine, it might have been eight, but I think it was nine. Um, and then I went on to Colombo, where they've got that so many cricket grounds in Colombo, and it's steeped in cricket well, in history, it, and it's so such a passionate place. And all I can remember from it is hot, <laughs> very hot and humid. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and then there's the food as well. That's uh, that's that's the, well. I tell you what, we're gonna have to. Well, remember when we were in Brazil, uh, South Africa? We were, went out and we were we did a lot of stuff on air, didn't we? Mm. We so, really sampled what Johannesburg and Cape Town was about. Myself and you, in particular, um, I think we have to do a little bit of that. A little bit of that, and I want to get you on the back of a of a tuk tuk as well. Uh, and then the Caribbean, of course. I mean, that's 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 up there. I mean, and think of the names as well. <laughs> Dear me, do, do you know something? Growing up, uh, so, so watching the West Indies, such a powerful West Indies side, um, when in the seventies, in the eighties. Started to decline in the 90s, but I remember someone saying to me, I'm the first white West Indian to play for Yorkshire. Just the way I played, I mean... Well, they used to say you were an honorary Aussie as well, so you yeah, so obviously I'm, ticked pretty much every box. I think it's just the way I went, used to go out and bat and have a swing. I think people wanted you in their side, mm. you know, not just because of your abilities with the ball, but the attitude that you brought to the game, and that's why you were one of my heroes growing up, because... <laughs> You enjoyed. You look like you're enjoying yourself. Sometimes when you watch, you know, cricket, it's an odd. It's, it's they make it look like hard work. Yeah, they do. Sometimes they commentate on it. They make it look like hard work, mm. and it should be enjoyable. You should just say what you see. Um, be honest. Don't worry about upsetting people. And when someone does well, they deserve the praise. When someone doesn't, they deserve to 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 analyse their performance. That's what it should be about. Commentary and. Um, the, the West Indies is going to be superb because I think what they if they're clever, what they'll have seen is that England Lions have just been out to um, yeah. the, the Caribbean and they had an absolute shocker. They won one game, didn't they, in three months? Yeah. Um, and basically got balled out by a left-arm spinner and an off-spinner. Um, so if I were them, I'd be preparing pitches that are going to suit them. So we're not quite sure where we're going on the spin department. So if I were the West Indies, I'm expecting turning pitches when we yep. got to the Caribbean, which might be totally different to what they used to be like 20 three, and 30 years ago. Three-day test matches for us. <laughs> yeah. We can um, head to Dover Beach. Yeah, but I, the English support, I would say in Sri Lanka, it's a beautiful place to visit. Uh, people, There's a hotel in Gaul where most people go to get married, believe it or not. Not most people, a lot of people uh, go to get married. It's called the Lighthouse. I don't know if you're 
remember it no. in Gaul. Uh, a lot of people who get married there stop off on the way to the Maldives, and then you've um, you go out to the Caribbean. The English support there is going to be huge. I mean, if the Test matches against England, I won't. I won't go as far as I will go as far as saying they've got to be in the holiday resorts, wouldn't you? They usually are, aren't they? Barbados so, always gets in. Well, Saint Lucia, you're looking yeah, at Barbados yeah. in Antigua, you're, especially with the English fans. You imagine they're the easiest to get to. They're, yeah. they're the old colonies. Uh, well, not Saint Lucia, I don't think, but uh, Barbados and Antigua certainly are. Um, part of the Commonwealth, of course. I mean, it's going to be packed to the rafters. You know what? I was, um, you know, in and amongst all this, this. Enjoyable look ahead to to what's to come, and and very much knowing the pressures that are going to be involved as well. And um, I was at a, a lunch on Friday at the Oval, and uh, the guest speaker was uh, a guy, a very, really impressive guy, who spoke very well, quick witted, and uh, really engaging character, by the name of Hassan Khan. And Hassan was born in Pakistan, um, and he sadly lost his eyesight when he was just three, and really life looked bleak. For the guy, and he was explaining, you know, quite some detail about just how horrendous life was. You know, the, the cards he'd been dealt was. Um, sadly, his sister also uh, went blind, and so his parents made the decision to move to England. Anyway, um, he now plays for the English blind cricket team. Uh, it's taken him all over the world. It's turned his life around. He's fully employed. He lives on his own, and he's in control of his own life. But one of the uh, things he had growing up was listening to cricket commentary. And that is something that was incredibly important to him. Um, and he held very dear to his heart and still does. And when I was sat there listening to his tales and thinking to myself, how lucky have I been, by the way, just makes you realise that in and amongst uh, all of the stuff written on social media during the week is that it's actually an incredibly important and prestigious thing to be able to do. And there's going to be so many people out there who are going to be listening on every word. Um, and I suppose it's down to them to make sure we do a good job. Well, it is. And do you know what? It's a great story, that, because I remember um, playing for Yorkshire and we had two twins, both blind. Their mum used to bring them to the cricket. They had the earphones on and all they listened to were local uh, radio commentary on mm. the Yorkshire matches. Dave Callaghan, probably. Yeah, and they, it was Dave Callaghan. R.I.P. Yeah, and they were uh, cheering every run, every wicket. They were fantastic. And also, I can't remember his name, the the Welshman who comes on tour with England, goes everywhere with his, um, obviously as a guy, just loves cricket. Never been able to see, been blind all his life, but just lives for cricket goes on every winter tour. You'll probably see him in Sri Lanka. Well, you'll probably see him in the Caribbean. And he's uh, such a passionate cricket fan. So, like I say, they rely on people's voices. And obviously, hopefully, we can bring that to people. Uh, Plenty more to come on the show. We haven't even spoken about, uh, well, we we mentioned in passing 100 ball cricket, but also Ed Smith, uh, England's new national selector. Um, And we're going to be joined by Steve Harmison as well, just to uh, talk about the IPL county cricket as well. It's been an eventful second week in that first game for some counties, second for others. Plenty to come here on TalkSport 2 when you're listening to Darren Goff's Cricket Week. Online and on DAB Digital Radio. Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2. Ed Smith is going to bring in fresh ideas and he knows that some of the principles are get around good talent ID. 
I don't think we're going to see huge changes come the first test this summer. What we're trying to do with the new talent ID and selection system is to have better quality information than we had previously. I think it will lead to players selected who are better suited to the international game. But it's not just looking at who is doing well in county cricket. It's about what skills people have to allow us to win at international level. Well, they're the words of Andrew Strauss, yeah. director of cricket, so, about Ed Smith, new new national selector um, from now, essentially. So, if it isn't about scoring runs and taking wickets in county cricket, but it is about analytics, i.e., maths and formula behind the players themselves. Well, I'm not sure how those two things differ. Um, if it's about spotting talent, well, what was the job beforehand? about and if nothing's going to change for three or four years well it's an easy job so, so, so you've this, got a job for four years so is this about happy days is this about looking at county cricket and saying this is the best 11 or as it should be actually is this ed smith needs to go to loughborough and say i want you to develop this kind of player I, I, I'm, I'm really lost on this whole um, selection. I think we've changed the cricket selector, the chief selector, for someone who's like for like. I honestly believe that. Uh, I understand getting rid of the two directors of cricket because it needed to be someone who's not associated with a county. I to- yeah, I, I, to- agree. I totally get. To- I get yeah. to that now. If Angus Fraser weren't director of cricket at, at Middlesex. Mm. He was a good cricketer himself. Yeah. There's no problem. Mike Newell uh, were to walk away from his job uh, at Knotts as a director of cricket, which he's been for a, mm. a, a while, it wouldn't be an issue. Um, although it was a surprise one with him because he'd never really played at the highest level. So that was a surprise selection the last time um, it went around. But I think with this, um, I'm, I'm, I'm gobsmacked because what they're failing to say is but what we have got to do down the line to improve county cricket and improve test cricket down the line, it, for me, it's all about one-day stuff. We have got to say to people who are playing the county game, you do well for your county, you're in with a shout of playing for your country. Now, they're basically saying it doesn't matter if uh, you they're get not, They're not basically saying it. They are saying it. So it doesn't matter how many runs you get. It's not just looking at who is doing well in county cricket. Well, there you go. Now, I'm not saying just because someone gets runs one season, he deserves to be picked for England. What about if a player... But actually, why not? Well... What about if he does it? That's how it two works years. in football. No, no. But what about if he does it over two years? Well, he's out of form by the time you pick him. And you get it, you pick him. Now, we'll go back to the old days, how they used to do it. Martin Moxon should have played for England more. Yeah. They picked him when he was out of form mm-hmm. and didn't pick him when he was in form. And you could actually say the same for Gary Balance, I think. Yeah. They picked him when he was out of form. They brought him back. Nobody was expecting him to play. I don't think the player himself. In fact, I think the player himself said he was surprised to get called up. Um, and then dropped him when he was in form. So it seems to be same old, same old. Um, I think over the next three or four years, it will lead to players selected who are better suited to the international game. How, what do you base that on if you're not basing it on stats? What they're like around the team, you know? I mean, you talk about Don Best. Well, yeah, he is. You say, you say, he has got something about him. Yeah, well, no, and I agree with that. Mm. But, but he's got the performances to back it up, playing for Somerset. Without the performances... You haven't got the confidence. No matter how confident you are as an individual, if you've got not the figures to back it up, 
when you go and turn up to play at the highest level, you're gonna have you're gonna doubt yourself. You know what I mean? Mm. You, of, of course, you're going to doubt yourself. Now you've all you've got to have that sort. Now, if you've got three players who are all very similar, and they're averaging within one or two of each other in the county game, and you've met them, and you think there's something about him, yeah. I think he'll, yeah, he's more likely to succeed at the ice level. I'll give him the opportunity. I get that, I get that totally, but he's got to have the figures to back it up. You don't say, well, he averaged thirty, but I tell you what. He's mentally strong, and I think he'll fit in the England dressing room. He's fit. He can do 13 on the bleep test. Let's pick him. Don't agree with that at all. Don't so, agree with that. So what, for you, would make a good selector? Somebody who knows the game inside out, who's played at the top level, knows what is needed. What is needed. Playing the county game is hard. It is hard. Mentally. You're travelling up and down the motorway. You're playing county game after county game after county game between 50 over stuff and T20. Test level is a whole different ball game. Mm. And you see you see players. The, the pressure you are buckle. under to perform every single game. Not over a season. To play the county game, you kind of say, you go into it at the start of the season and say, right, if I get a 1,000 runs or I get four, 50 wickets as an opening bowler, that's a new three-year contract. In the international circuit, it doesn't that doesn't even come into it. You have to perform game by game, series by series, tour by tour, and if you don't, you're not in. Now that takes it out on you mentally. You can tell when a player's on the decline in Test cricket. Yeah, you can see it. And wow, well. they you usually can, say they've been found out. You can see it in their face. You can see when they're coming to an end. You look at when I was end for me. I knew, I knew it was there. Nobody had to tell me. I knew. And somebody has to be able to spot that and been through it. And unfortunately, the guy we've put in charge, although he might be a nice bloke, I don't think has been through that. Um, just got a few minutes. We're going to be joined by Steve Harmison to talk about this and this other uh, topic. 100 ball cricket. Now, I know that there were more than a few people getting in touch with me after hearing you on Drive last week when this was announced. Um, let me give the case for the uh, for the opposing view because I know that you're not a big fan of the idea and as I say we will speak to Harmy about it um, counties are actually quite happy with this because it's different from the blast you know one of the problems with this new league was that why would you have two 2020 leagues in the same summer so counties are actually quite well, it's happy not say it's different though isn't it we've well, got eight franchises well it is totally it is different. different totally different I'm looking forward to the eight franchises Johnny let me just get this right oh yeah you've the been eight franchise, I'm well happy with it. I think it's going to be brilliant and I've said whether you like it or not people out there I know they don't like hearing it it's happening but it's happening it's happening county cricket will be reduced either to 12 or 8 in the next 10 years it's happening unless we spend some serious money and get some serious people with education like Ed Smith Rather than be a selector, mm. tell him to help design the future of county cricket. He's been part of county cricket for many years. Get him doing that. That that would have been a brilliant role for him. Do you know what I mean? The future of county cricket. How are we going to make the bridge the gap between county cricket and test cricket and develop players over the years? That would have been a perfect role for him. But nobody's even looking down that route. Um, what about the payoff then? This This format will be on terrestrial TV. It's going to be back on the beep. Is that worth is that worth the payoff? Suddenly kids from poorer backgrounds um 
or even not necessarily poorer backgrounds, normal backgrounds can't afford subscription TV. Um, they can't watch cricket. But now, for eight games a year, which isn't a great deal, if, 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 if truth be told, is, that is it new worth audience? it? Is that well, it will new... do, yeah, because what, what a it will do... What, new audience into the ground? Well, yeah, because you'd watch on TV, you'd enjoy it, and you'd say to your mum and dad, can I go and see that on Monday night or well, Saturday well, or Sunday okay. or whatever? So, so wouldn't... It's still, it was always going to be on BBC, so what's the problem with having Well, maybe this is ball? why. Because... Now we're getting somewhere. So when we get the real truth, we might be able to have a, a proper discussion about it. But at the minute, it's all airy-fairy. So We're maybe... So let, let's let's have a hypothetical uh, meeting about a new league with the big, the, the big chief at, uh, at TV. And we say, we want cricket on TV. And he or she turns around and says, OK, Make but it's it too sure. long. Yeah. I've got to get it between the 6 o'clock news and the 10 o'clock news. And I'm not moving the 10 o'clock news because you've got a super over. You come back to me with a two-and-a-half-hour game and it's on. Would you do it? Well, that's what they've obviously done. I reckon so. You're listening to Darren Goss Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. Online and on DAB Digital Radio, Darren Goss Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. You're listening to Darren Goff's Cricket Week on TalkSport 2 with me, John Norman, and of course, Darren Goff. Um, well, look, there's been plenty going on this week. We uh, alluded to some of it earlier on. Uh, TalkSport getting the rights, exclusive radio rights for Sri Lanka and West Indies tours coming up. Uh, we'll talk a bit more about that later on. Um, but also some other big stories this week, Goffy. Uh, 100-ball cricket, 100-ball cricket, um, and also Ed Smith named the... Uh, National selector. Let's get uh, Steve Harmison's thoughts on that and uh, a bit of IPL as well because he's been covering that for Sky over the weekend and he will be on Talksport 2 duty this week. Harmy, thanks for joining us. Where do you want to start? IPL, 100 ball cricket, or Ed Smith? The choice is yours. Uh, you take your pick. Which, which one has Darren not come off his long run yet? Uh, well, do you know something? Um, I think we should start on the IPL because um, yeah. I watched you this weekend, Harmy, and um, fascinating stuff. I think. Uh, with the IPL, um, am I surprised Delhi Daredevils are sitting at the bottom? No. I thought Ricky Ponting would improve them. Uh, I'm surprised at that, but still sitting at the bottom of the IPL table. And is it a surprise, really, if we're going to be honest, but Chennai Super Kings are sitting top. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. 
The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. It's not a surprise. Um, the thing I've enjoyed about this weekend is the big guns have turned up and performed. I've had four games this weekend. Um, Gales got runs. Coley got a good 30, but then got a wonderful catch by Trent Bolt. De Villiers, what an innings that was. Arguably, I think that's as good an innings I've seen in IPL uh, cricket. Williamson yesterday was fantastic. You mentioned Delhi. The one thing you've got to remember with Delhi is Delhi have played five games, bottom of the league, but they haven't played a home game yet. They're on the run of about four or five home games in a row starting today. So that in itself will be a massive thing for Delhi. So, you know, fingers crossed for the Ricky Ponton and them that they, they start getting a win and climbing up the table. But I think when you when you when you talk about the IPL, I've just been amazed by some of the you know, the big stars standing out. And one person yesterday who I thought was absolutely magnificent, and that was young Archer from down at Sussex. Mm. He bowled beautifully, came in, little cameo with a bat, but guest bowling. It was like Darren Goff in his prime. <laughs> he hit the white line, seen bolt upright, 90 mile an hour, and he hit the stumps. He was, he was fantastic. I, I actually did watch him, um, and he was. And in, uh, I, I heard it, actually. I think from the start, he, he, he's got nerves of steel, this kid, because he went oh, into a big bash when nobody really knew who he was, and he performed straight away. Now, he's waited for his opportunity there with Rajasthan Royals. I couldn't believe he didn't start, by the way, um, the tournament. But he came in, and like you said, he's desperate. He's got to be picked purely for the death ball. One thing I've got about the IPL army is, but I seem to think is, but they seem to just be fascinated by all the, all the uh, franchises out there seem to be fascinated, fascinated by just attracting the batsmen to their team and sometimes mm. forget about how important having a strong bowling unit is in T20 cricket. Well, I couldn't agree more. And if you look at Mumbai last night, Mumbai nearly got over the line because of their bowling attack. And the Bumrah at the end, there was a lot of question marks on Rowett's captaincy, whether he should have bowled the fizzer the last over and not bowled him the 18th. But I think you just had to take your, you know, Gotham, the way you played, you had to take your hat off it. But I agree. I think the, the bowling is is key. I think the Sunrisers, who have been successful, haven't been able to get the balance of their side right with Warner, missing missing you know what he has missed. And they try, they've got to somehow try and get heels in the side, but they can't because they've got two Asian leg spinners, uh, two overseas Asian leg uh, spinners, um, and they've got a big fast bowler, and, and they've got a captain in, in Williamson. So, it is it is a conundrum from from that teams. We uh, you can't predict. I'm, I'm sitting here trying to predict who's going to play, and sometimes you just think you scratch your head thinking, well, why is he playing? Why is he playing? Uh, but to to go on Archer, Archer had a little a little injury. That's why he didn't play at the start of the tournament. He had a little side strain, so um, to, which makes it even better because you know yourself from a volume point of view. 
when you're running into ball, if you've got a little niggle in the side, you're not really fully committed. But boy, the boy, the kid was fully committed yesterday. And a massive uh, win uh, over the weekend for all challengers Bangalore. Wow, did they need that. That is a team that have packed their side with stars of yesterday. They let Chris Gale go, putting the pressure on to Coley. Chris Gale's turned up and he's scoring runs galore at his new franchise. But Royal Ch- Challengers Bangalore needed that victory. They massively needed a victory. De Villiers was the, the, the partnership between De Villiers oh, and Coley. Brilliant. Well. Is what you what you want to see in in IPL cricket. You know the, the best players going at it. Um, he was he was effortless for Avery. It just looked it looked effortless. Did they drop McCullum? Did they drop McCullum? Yeah, yeah, they dropped McCullum. McCullum McCullum's not getting a he's not getting a gig. Um, Avery, they've, they've, they've struggled. Who goes up top? Um, Coley's had a go up top, but he came in at three. De Villiers four. So no, it was it was a it was a fantastic display of batting by De Villiers. Uh, Harmy, we're going to have you in the, uh, the studio this week for uh, for more IPL. So uh, let's change tack. Um, hundred ball cricket. I mean, <laughs> it, it, we invented hundred and twenty ball cricket, gave it to the world. They've perfected the art of uh, domestic uh, tournaments. Although you know the, the blast does do pretty well. Hundred ball cricket. Do you understand the reasoning behind this? Uh, bearing in mind, Andrew Strauss has spoken about why. Um, and the point he wants to make is that uh, they want to appeal to a new audience. People who are not traditionally cricket fans. We're looking at mums and kids during the school holidays and fo- trying to find a way to make it as simple as possible for them to understand. Simple? Oh. Yeah, it's, uh, look, it's one of these ones. It's just proposed at this moment in time. So, you know, we don't know. We haven't got the full meat on the bones. I'm of the opinion that there's only so, there's only a ceiling amount of people that watch, enjoy and love cricket. And I think you've got to cater for them. Uh, trying to get new people in. Um, are you going to get any more in than 17,000 at Lords, 18,000 at the Oval, you know, 20,000 at Lords and more when 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 the Middlesex play Surrey? Are we going to get any more in for 15 overs? I'm not so sure. I'm not sure I'd have fancy playing it. I all ball that last over, ten ball over. Was, there's no thinking, army, army. There's no thinking going into that. Yeah, there's no thinking going into that final over. What they're trying to do to the bowler? Just think about this for a minute, army. You've let, you've talking about three bowlers bowling it now. Mm. Oh yeah, well they're going to be changing. Like I say, can you imagine bowling ninety odd mile an hour and having to bowl a ten ball over? Six is hard enough. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it is for me anyway. But when, when, I'm with you on this attracting new audiences. I thought the blasted attracted a new audience, and I think they have exhausted it. Why would having a game that's twenty balls shorter attract someone who wouldn't go to hundred and twenty balls? That's that's the only thing I don't get it get about it. I, I agree with you, but we don't know the full ins and outs of what the the things are yet. So I think well, we, two thousand two it was. I think when twenty twenty came around, everybody thought it was a hit and giggle. Our first training session up at Durham was to take the lads to the driving range, stick golf balls down, and say, right, hit them as far as you can, because in two two nights time, this is what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> I remember yeah, that yeah, we had we had yeah. I agree with you we had two days practice didn't we before it started when it first started T20 we went from a four day game we said right two days practice then we play in some Mickey Mouse cricket that's how we yeah. uh, well looked at it when it first came on the scene Hoggard Hoggard was a beauty he, came, he, he bowled four balls in the first practice threw the, threw the ball in and said right ring me in five weeks when this stupid stuff's finished I think some of them for four sixes first four balls he went right that's see, in, see, in, see in five weeks when this 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 thing's finished. But 
Five years later, it's it's you know money wise, it's 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 keeping up the global game, and it has, and look where it's gone now. So okay. don't be too quick to judge, but I think it is something that we needs it needs to be it needs to be pretty switched on and proper before okay. we even contemplate playing it. Ah, me okay. So Andrew Strauss has come out and said he wants to simplify it so people can understand it. How does it simplify it when you've got a game there not being played anywhere else in the world, and then you go on the international uh, circuit? And we're not going to have fifteen uh, ball overs, and the, sorry, fifteen traditional six ball overs, and then finish with a final ten over. So how's that going to help our cricket as well moving forward? Uh, it's it is it's it's. I just I'm trying to still work out why uh, why we are trying to do it for the first you know and, and, and understand why we are trying to do it because you know we we did this. But what you're saying there is this is the same conversation we had before 2020 because we were the first ones to try it, start it, and and get it going. Um, and the response we got back then was exactly the response we're getting now. But look at it now, it, it's brilliant. I'd rather turn a, turn the attention to the Red Bull game. If we, we've got a product that's working, I think, with the white ball stuff. We've got a very good white ball side, but the problem we haven't got is the, the Red Ball game is struggling. So why cannot put a channel all our resources into trying to make that better rather than change something that, that's working? We're going to an 18 franchise. My worry is that we try something different in the 18, and it doesn't work, and then we lose the chance of an 18 franchise. Because I think we need to get into in this country a professional game, which is eight teams, nine teams at max, because then the best players are playing with the best players against the best players, and we can get global superstars in. If this 15 over competition doesn't work, we might lose that 18 18 franchise forever, and then I think that would be a bigger worry for me. Uh, OK, well, let's look at uh, Red Bull cricket because this week Ed Smith was named new national selector. Um, walking away from lucrative broadcasting with uh, TMS, um, he's throwing all his eggs in this basket, although probably some of his uh, um, schoolwork will, will continue because, of course, he leaves his own um, sports history degree. Um, Steve Harmison, I mean, I've read or I read some of your comments about this actually a couple of days ago. You're supportive of Ed, and you think he's going to do a good job. Well, Ed's a, first and foremost, Ed's a good guy. You know, I played in the three Test matches he played for England, as well as um, we we got you know we got on really really well, which was very very surprising from where his background came from to mine. The same with Andrew Flintoff. You know, he, he, he was he was quite friendly in addressing him with you know with the Northern lads. There's, I understand people are a bit sceptical of credentials. I think he has got the credentials. I think you look at the way he writes, the way he speaks. Um, he's a very, very educated man. He knows what he's talking about when it comes to the game. He's played, he's played for two, played two county sides. Um, and yeah, I, I think he left. Thing is, thing is, a lot of people have played for counties. And a lot of people are quite intelligent. I mean, have a look at the people that he went up against, Mike Selvey and Derek Pringle. They've both played for counties and they've both from Oxbridge. You know, but why Ed Smith? I mean, from reading Andrew Strauss's comments, a lot of this is about analytics. Well, it's about Moneyball. Exactly. But then when I read Ed Smith's pieces, I don't ever hear about Moneyball. It's not no. like he's been put, he's been pushing this for for years. So you know, what is Ed Smith going to bring to the party that a Mike Selvey or a Dick Pringle or a Dominic Cork couldn't? Um, in your in your mind, apart from being a, a bright bloke and nice, I'll, I'll take I'll take Dominic Cork out of it a little bit. I'll mention the two 
you know, Mike Sovey and Derek Pringle. This is my own personal opinion. Mm. I think the game has moved a hell of a lot forward since the millennium, since central contract. And I would personally rather have somebody in and around selecting players and young players or identifying players who have played more than, more in the modern time, in the modern game, 2020 era. Um, and that's not against, I, I, I think, the world itself and I think the world of Derek Pringle and I think that the writing, the way that you know, they had great careers themselves. And it doesn't mean they can't identify a player. But I think the game's changed so much since I finished playing in 2013 and with England in 2009. I think you need a younger, I think you need a younger, fresh approach to the selection po- policy. I think we've gone down the road of having director of crickets and you know, people who have played you know, pre-millennium. I think that's just my personal opinion. And I think that's why you know, somebody like... Yeah, Ed, I'm not. Um, yeah, I'll, I'm not. I'm not going to lie to anybody. I was interested in in it a few years ago, and still would be interested if something came along. I look at someone like James Taylor. How can we not use somebody like that, Marcus Truscothic? You know, I had a chat with Nick Knight last night about Marcus Truscothic. Mm, he's he a name that's come up using. to me as well. He's a he's a he's a person we should be using. Yeah, you know, we should be using people like that. I've got no problem with Dominic Cork. Um, you know, people like Paul Collingwood, who I think will probably end up as England, one of England's coaches. But these these players who have played, or still playing, and played in you know, a wide number of, of, of eras of, you know, around central contract time, past you know, winning the Ashes, and then going into this new phase of IPL, Big Bash, all these different franchise crickets. I think it's important that you have somebody that's in top, at, at the top who was who was covered and seen and been involved in things like that? And yes, Ed finished. I think 2000. And I don't. I don't know when he actually finished, but I still think he's got the credentials. And I've spoke to Mark Rampakash because I've been with him at Sky all week, and Mark Rampakash thinks he's got the credentials as well. Um, but he's obviously coming from inside the ECB. I don't have a problem with Ed Smith being mm. the chairman of selectors. I think the next part of it is important: the scouting system, if that's what they're going to. They have to have people who have played in the modern game. They have to have people who understand the modern game, but also understand the players. Because I don't think the selectors... I, I, the selectors is not an issue for me. It's the players. It's, not, it's the players. If the players don't, if players don't perform, it's not the selectors' fault. And I can think of two or three people who have gone back to county cricket. I'll name one, someone like Gary Balance. Yeah, James Fintz went back. scored a boatload of runs after being left out of the test team. They were rightly picked again because they were the they were the ones that were standing out. No, the, I mean, no, I disagree with you. I think selectors have got to be accountable. I think the selections they made this winter, they picked a spinner that averaged forty six in county cricket and they picked a batsman to replace another batsman in Wesley. They brought in Vince to replace Wesley without playing a test match, who averaged thirty for Hampshire last season. I, I don't, I don't. I, listen, the selectors have got to be someone who know what they're talking about. They've played the game at the highest level. And that's one of the problems we've got. They had James Whitaker, who I think who played one test, mm. who's fronting it up. Now they've gone for someone who's played three tests. I, 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 can't, I can't have it. And I'm not one of these cities, mm. but I've played the game and he's played the game. But mm. to talent identification and know what it needs to play at the highest level, test cricket, someone has to have been there to be. Now, for scouting system, I don't think you have to have played test cricket. You know what I mean? I think with a scouting system, you could be someone who's been around the game for years and years and years, knows what they're doing about, knows how the county game works. And But I cannot see, is a chairman a selector, let's be honest about this for one minute, is he going to have, plus his helper, whoever that's going to be, his little helper, 
Are they going to listen to 12 scouts around the country and what they've got to say about cricketers, realistically? Then they've got to go then to Trevor Bayliss. There's too many loops to cross. There's too, there's, there's too many people in the, in the pudding again. Too yeah, many people. No, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. Don't get me wrong, I do agree with that. I just think when you're talking about, and I'll cover what you said there about the players, they didn't pick Mason Crane to take him to go and play against Australia to, to be a frontline spinner. I don't think they envisaged what Mo and Ali was going to bowl or how ineffective he was going to be with the bowl. And yes, you can say, well, we should have took another spinner. That's a different argument again. I think they identified. Uh, well, we seem to have lost Harmy there, but um, well, look, it's, uh, it's it's building on the conversation that we had uh, before, isn't it, Goffey? About what actually you know is the is the role of a selector, and it's fascinating to see. I mean, you can uh, at the end of the day, you can throw, you can ask everyone in the world's opinion on who should be in the eleven, but you need some accountability at the end of the day. Of course, it needs I mean... to come down to one person to come up with the to come up with the answer. And then, if it works, we all say he's done a great job, or she. And if it doesn't, we say, thanks, let's try somebody else. Well, everybody can blame anybody at the minute. Well, exactly. So you've got a chairman of selectors, who's the front man, going to do all the interviews, because he looks good in a suit, he's uh, intelligent, yeah. he's articulate, yeah. he can do all that. They all then seem he's to got be. This, the one underneath who's going to have no accountability, um, who's going to be ringing, doing all the hard work yeah. by ringing all the Everyone. 12 scouts. Is it 12 or 20? Oh, I please tell 20. me. Well, 12 to 20 scouts around the country who are all going to come out with different ideas and give them to these. And how, how do they select a team? It's a bit like us in our commentary it's, team. It's unbelievable. Isn't it? uh, you're listening to Darren Goss Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. Online and on DAB Digital Radio, Darren Goss Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. Well, it's been quite a show. Um, so we've done TalkSport getting exclusive rights to Sri Lanka and the West Indies check. We've done 100 ball cricket, done that. Uh, we've done Ed Smith, new uh, selector, done some IPL. Right, we've got a bit of time. County cricket. Uh, if you're listening to the show or on podcast, there is a, a few games uh, still to be uh, decided. So we might have to take a bit of a punt on those two. But we do have some results uh, that we can look through. Uh, this time last week, we were kind of doing an England player watch, weren't we, Goffey? Um, so let's start uh, with uh, County Cricket Division 1 um, and a win for Essex against Lancashire. Bowled out for 150, the defending champions, but um, uh, in the end, it was a, a 31-run win over Lancashire. The team I tipped to win have gone naught for 2. Um, Tom Wesley, 17-49. and 49. Dan Lawrence, 14-5. and 5. Uh, Hasipa Mead, he's continuing his poor run to the start of the uh, season, eight and one. Uh, Liam Livingston, thirty-three and twenty-three. So on the batting front, uh, not too much to write home about from an English perspective. Uh, Jamie Porter, though, five for twenty-six and four for fifty-four. <laughs> as Essex gets uh, underway, do you know something? Essex um, over the past few years, and it, it, it happened under uh, Chris Silverwood. Um, their pitches they play on the first day and a half are very friendly and very sporty. Now, Jamie Porter, um, you give him those sort of conditions. He's hard to face. He's really at you. Uh, He bowls a decent pace without being quick. Um, He puts it on a good length. He slants it in with any hits the seam and it goes away from the bat. And these conditions, he's a fantastic performer. Um, At some point, I expect him to be in an England shirt. I thought he did okay in the West Indies Mm. without being brilliant. Um, but 
what did he get? Eight wickets, nine wickets nine in the wickets. game. Nine yep. wickets, not in bad, a not so bad. So brilliant, and does it surprise you? But uh, the two star performers uh, for Essex, um, Armour as well. Who yeah, last year was yeah, excellent. Was... He got runs and wickets, and James Foster's still plugging away. Runs on the board. I would have him in my side any wow. day of the week. Um, Fantastic cricketer. Keaton Jennings as well, 24-2, and two, thanks to the producer Sam for whispering that in my ear. Uh, Somerset off to a good start. They've beat Worcestershire by 83, a century on debut for Matt Renshaw, who will probably open up for Australia this time next year. Yeah. Um, Ed Bernard, by the way, 5 for 52, 6 for 37, right? Playing for Worcestershire, this is. It wasn't on the winning side. And scores a 45 and 50. 22-year-old, um, right-arm, fast, medium, batting average of 32. That's uh, He's one to look out for. Uh, James Hildreth, quick word on him, though. 48 <laughs> and 111. <clears throat> well, mean, there we go. If we're going to go on stats, and I know Ed Smith is a stats man, how can you ignore James Hildreth? He's mm-hmm. getting on now. 32. No, no, he should have been picked, James Hildreth, probably four or five years ago as a cricketer. Same as Foster. He, he's one of the, yeah, exactly. The cricketer I'm talking about, who's got a strong personality, I think he would have performed at the ice level. Might be too, might have missed the boat now. But this kid has got runs every single season. Do you know what they'll come back and say? Well, he plays at Taunton. What's that got to do with it? He plays at Taunton. Look at the wickets that have fallen there over the last four years to spin. He obviously plays it very well. If he's going to keep getting runs year after year after year. Just Coffey gets runs, and we all say, oh, well, a brilliant player, which he is, by the way. But when Hildreth gets him, he's just, oh, well, yeah. Your face, sometimes your face don't fit. Yeah. Um, Yorkshire off to, uh, after the washout on the opening round, beating Nottinghamshire by 164 runs. Um, uh, yeah, Gary Balance stuck in the first uh, innings, unfortunately for him. But um, 10 wickets for uh, a guy you probably know quite a lot about, Code. Um well, I said this. I said um, the pr- thing is, William Plunkett, uh, being at the IPL, wouldn't be a loss to Yorkshire. And people were surprised I said it. I said it on this show. Mm, you did. I, I said, well, I don't know what all the morning news is about because I wouldn't have played them pre-season anyway. On the pitches, Yorkshire would be playing on the first five, six weeks of the season. Why would you look any further than Bresden, Brooks and Kurd and Shaw and Patterson. Patterson unfortunately broke his finger, so he's unavailable. But the attack would have been those four. Mm. And Shaw wouldn't have played, so Patterson would come in for Shaw. They're the best four ballers Yorkshire have got early season, and it's proven it. Brooks is coming with a wicket, scored 10 in the match, and Bresnan just plugs away now. He's not the bowler he was, but he puts the ball on a length. He don't bowl you any rubbish. Um, it looks like Surrey are going to beat Hampshire. Um, Stoneman, 4-24. and 24. Ben Folks, who one of the watchers at Surrey, and obviously I'm a little bit biased, says just get him in the team. Uh, either as batsman or wicket, he's good enough. Ollie Pope, by the way, there's a name for you. His second first-class century in seven matches. Amazing. Um, one of the few Rated batsmen to, uh, to look at halfway decent in the West Indies. 145 in second innings. So that was uh, that was pretty impressive. Sam Curran with four wickets in first innings, but uh, uh, North East and Vince both failed in first innings. North East uh, still there, actually, as we speak. He's, uh, he's hit a half century. Vince, 33 in second innings. Uh, County Cricket Division 2. Uh, well, it's not often that you score 169 and at one stage look like you're going to win by an innings, but that's where Kent found themselves in before a, uh, f- the, the last three wickets of Durham put on a few. Matt Henry, the Kiwi, I think we were talking about him last week as well. Yeah. 12 wickets in the match. 
as uh, Durham was skittled. 91 first innings. That's not getting any better anytime soon, is it? Uh, Warwickshire beating North Ants by an innings of 48. Duckett Norton 12, which is a shame. Sam Haynes scored 85. Well, uh, North Ants has got off to a bad start, haven't they? Let's, they have, let's be yeah. fair to say. Um, to, I think it's all about mentality with North Ants, and I think they are so obsessed with the T20 format they forget about the rest, and and it's a shame. And I think some of the smaller counties, that's what they concentrate in because that's how they survive by the money coming into T Twenty. The team like Northampton got some could have, could and should be performing at the highest level, but they concentrate all their efforts go on the shorter formats. Uh, Ryan Sidebottom, by the way, ten wickets in the match. Ishant Sharma's first half century, I think, first class. How cricket. did he get a fifty? <laughs> well, exactly. who was bowling at him? Well, it wasn't Alistair Cook. I was at that match. Where was that? Trent Bridge. Alistair Cook got him out. Um, and Glamorgan looking like they're going to meet Gloucestershire. David Lloyd, no relation. I like Glamorgan. Sean Marsh. He should be playing in the IPL. Well, no, not should. He could have been playing the IPL. 111. Mm. So, uh, I fancy Glamorgan. I like them in, in that division. Strong team. Um, early signs then from all of that. Um it looks like, uh, well, Surrey were pre-season favourites. I said their batting wasn't Surrey strong enough. Surrey and Hampshire might too, but they're playing each other in this game. So uh, it's a difficult one for me to predict which one I want to win in those two. But uh, Yorkshire, a good win for them after that first game against Essex. Totally uh, rained off. And they came back, both of those, Yorkshire and Essex came back strong. They needed wins and they both got it. So it's going to be an interesting county season. Very hard to pick because mm. there's some good, good teams in that division this year. Lancashire. Looks like they might struggle. Goffey, if this week is half as busy as the one we've just had, next week's cricket show will be um, just as much of an entertaining listen as hopefully this one has been for you listening uh, over the last hour or so. Uh, it's TalkSport 2, but that's pretty much it. Goffey. Thank see, you, mate. Enjoyed it. Loved it. See you next week. Uh, you're listening to Darren Goss Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 